Hey, hey, hey. Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome um, to This Week in White Supremacy. Um, yeah, man, I, I, everybody should be home. Hopefully you at home. If you're not at home, kind of we're kind of looking at you like this. You know? <laughs> talking up right now. Because everybody got the alert. I don't know. Did y'all get the, y'all got your text message? I did. Yeah, definitely I got did, the yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah, they sent us. Do you get those now that you're in Georgia, Miracle? Did you get the text message alert? No? I did not get the text message oh. alert. Know, state surveillance pay attention. Um, oh, no. yeah, exactly. But I think it's notifications about it, so I'm familiar about what you speak. Yeah, Governor Governor Wolf hit everybody on the on the on the, the iPhone or Android, whatever you choose, and was like, "Stay your ass in the house." You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go out, Nigga. Don't go kicking it on Thanksgiving. If you do, make sure you mask up. I mean, we know it's wild that you know people are angry, calling him a dictator just because he wants people to be safe. But I mean. I guess that's white supremacy. But welcome to this week in white supremacy. Uh, hopefully, you're in your home. You know, you know, preparing to have a socially distanced, you know, day tomorrow. Um, however, you choose to celebrate it. Um, and um, yeah, I'm just Siri X. I'm the CEO and co-founder of One Live Media, um, and I'm joined by three amazing and incredible um, artists, activists, folks. Who wants to go next? A man like. Yeah, you know, it's a man like Sai with the shades. All I know is currency exchange and Burberry shades. You get me? Hey, um, <laughs> I am Chebble. Never loses sight. You know, I'm just uh, just a universal artist. You know. Yeah. Out there, one with the people. I'm Miracle. That we have the Wonder Twins. Um, here, surviving in the storm of Georgia, as just Siri likes to remind y'all. And excited to be here. I'm jealous that like y'all got the alert and I didn't. Wow, miracle! Why are your lip gloss popping so good right now? Oh my god, thank you! It's like it really is. I see your lip popping. But can we talk about the fact that you didn't get an alert in Georgia because? Apparently, COVID doesn't exist in Georgia and in Right now in Georgia. They have the club right now. No matter. They really are. And I just be, you know, only because I love y'all and I don't want to give y'all the Rona is why I'm staying in the house. Right. I'm doing my part. I'm like looking at the same Snapchat and Instagram videos, but I could be turning up for the club right now. I could be at a cookout. But I'm not. I'm in the house. I've been in the house. You know, we are open. It's fully open in Georgia. A lawless land. A lawless, lawless land. And we don't have the Medicaid extension. So people are literally dying, getting kicked out of hospitals. It's a mess, you know. But it's what people voted for, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They told us, I guess, like, ICU beds are almost running out. Yeah, yeah. It's scary, man. It's scary, um, you know. And like, just just be careful out there, man. You know what I'm saying, and um, yeah. So where are we starting? Are we starting with um, Kyle Rittenhouse? Is that what we're starting with? Yeah, you know, I think we should definitely talk about you know the, the the cover image and just just the state that you know, good Christian America has has selected their champion for 2020. <laughs> And his name is, and we thought it was going to be Donald Trump. Look, wow. <laughs> well, we surprised. <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse. Jesus Christ, bro. It's like, that's your, that's that's the that's the selection so far? Is this nigga right it, here? It, 
I mean, it's wild to me, right? And and like you got this dude like endorsing your brand, but it's wild to me how like white supremacy just exposes itself, you know, in in in, in such a way um, when it comes because like it shows you that when like you hear these right wing, you know, um, uh, politicians talk about law and order, or maybe even some progressives talk about law and order, they do not mean other white people. Like no. when they talk about law and order, they mean it's like it's that coded language that dog whistle. It's like you're talking to other white people saying we're going to keep these black and you know indigenous people away from you. You know what I'm saying? And that's really what it is because if it was about law and order, this is somebody who's broken multiple laws. You know what I'm saying? Uh, federal law, laws. not federal, state, and local laws. Exactly, broke them all. Right, getting a gun was against the law. Like it's not, and like you know what I'm saying, like. Here, here, I mean, you know, it's, it's wild because here we saw in, in Minneapolis, we saw like Philando Castile with a legal gun, you know, with a legal license gun be shot down by police and that police officer not face any consequences, right? But here's like how, once again, it's like, you know, the NRA and those laws don't apply to white people because the fact, like, no one's even, no one's even angry at this dude for the fact that he didn't even have a gun legally. Didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And, All state lines didn't matter. That that was another law broken, and that he he went to protect some place that he don't even live in. You know what I'm saying? Quote unquote protect, but actually ends up shooting three people, killing two people. He did, he's a, he's a literal murderer. Yes, and none of that matters. You know what I'm saying? We you know you look at this, and a lot of these good conservative Christians that that love to warp the Bible in their own perverse narrative. You know, we always, they love to misquote Dr. Martin Luther King, but they never want to place reverend in front of his name. They always leave out the fact that he was a, indeed a Christian leader. But Kyle Rittenhouse is the Christian champion right now. He was doing the Lord's work. He was doing, you know, the Jesus's bidding out here with an assault <laughs> rifle. And I mean, but that's really the fact. So that's, you know, they raised $2 million for this kid saying he's doing good Christian work. And True. that is just completely beyond me when you have so many other people out here doing philanthropic endeavors around the holiday season right you have your salvation army people that only come out through november to december for whatever reason that is but kyle rittenhouse imagine imagine going to you know the grocery store and you see the salvation army people ringing that bell and they got kyle rittenhouse masks on right <laughs> that's what this is like right now because this is the, this is who these people are standing behind while literally donating millions of dollars for his freedom what, what message did that send during the holidays right now that you know, Jesus is with you only if you kill protesters. Is that what we're saying? You get me? I mean, it, it makes me wonder, and I haven't really seen anything about, like, what the family members, like, uh, and, 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 you know, who are also white. You know, the, the people that he killed were white. Like, yeah. a family member of these people, you know, uh, feel, you know what I'm saying? Just like you said, the fact that so many people raise money, you know, the fact, I mean, people, people mention the fact that Khalid Browder, you know, was on Rikers Island for, for, for three years uh, for backpack. You know what I'm saying? You know, people looked at how, you know, I mean, to me, it's like, I mean, I mean they call Trayvon Martin, like, just a straight up thug. Like, Trayvon Martin did not yeah. have a thing. Trayvon Martin was literally walking home, minding his own damn business, not bothering a soul. And, uh, and, and this, you know, fake-ass, wannabe-ass pop jumps up on him, and he defends himself, and he was a thug. Like, because Let's, he had smoked some weed at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? And look at how they treated Tamir Rice, who was a 12-year-old child, right? 
and Kyle Rittenhouse, who's seven. Trayvon Martin and, Tim, and, and and Kyle Rittenhouse are both seventeen, but Tamir Rice is twelve years old, oh, right? No. And, and twelve years old and was murdered, and Kyle Rittenhouse, a murderer, at seventeen, breaking multiple. Lo- this is the thing that we have to we can't you know disavow at this point is that this man you know technically trafficked firearms. You know he's a carpool killer, like, and his mom mm-hmm. carried him across state lines to murder three people, innocent people, and they've been criminalized for the death. And 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 it, it's just like you know, he said law and order doesn't apply here because he's white. You Trevor, know, it's just white supremacy working. Yeah, do y'all have comments? Trevor, yeah, I'm just gonna say like we're we're seeing patterns that kind of go against what they say they value. You know what I'm saying? It's like people show you what's more important to them based off of the patterns that you can witness. And the patterns that we've witnessed are that law and order do not matter to you. It is not law and order. Something else beyond law and order matters to y'all. Because if law and order mattered to y'all, Kyle Rittenhouse would be talked about completely different everywhere. Well, it, it matters if you're right. It, it's like, it's like, there's no a caveat to us, right? Law and order means black these black people up. And that's why we had mass incarceration. You know what I'm saying? Like law and order was locked them up. You know what I'm saying? It just interestingly enough, you know, today, um, like the bakers of Oxycontin were charged, you know what I'm saying, and I guess pleaded guilty. And when you talk about like drug dealers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like Oxycontin, like, you know what I mean? Like it's big, but you know, who's in prison right now is people that look like us. You know what I'm saying? It ain't the people making Oxycontin. They made billions of dollars, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it's people like us. So I think that's where we're, we're seeing the double standard. Miracle, um, what do you think? I mean, I just think it's very interesting to literally watch in real time as the alt-right community really colonizes the way Black people protest, engage, and support each other. Like Kyle is home because they did a whole mutual aid fundraiser that garnered over $2 million worth of support from celebrities and, and various people. They're literally... I mean, Ricky, you can't really say Ricky Schroeder's a celebrity anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> that show was like 84? Like, come on, man. We can't even... Ricky Schroeder. You know, I feel like a lot, like we mentioned last week. I feel like there's a lot more people that, that we than we know, right? They oh. just name the people who want the attention, who want mm-hmm. to do the grift and like fundraise later, and be like, oh, I'm blacklisted from Hollywood, so support me. But I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot more conservatives, famous people who are out here supporting him, supporting like. I, I guarantee we're going to find out in a couple of years, like, you know, um, but I think it's just like, very weird to like watch all of this black led black created ways of survival be co-opted by like, racist white. It just, it's very weird to me. And you're like watching it in real time and there's nothing like they, they take our slogans, they take our marches patterns, they take everything. <laughs> and it just doesn't make, it really just doesn't make sense to me. And the fact that, like, people keep calling Kyle the seven-year-old kid who made a mistake, where is that same empathy and sympathy for our black teens when they make mistakes, for black teens when they commit crimes, 
Where is that same, oh, they're too young, they deserve second chances? No, where is that for people in our black and brown communities? That's what I want to see. If you're going to say Kyle doesn't deserve to go to jail, then I want you to say all these 17-year-old kids who right. are in jail right now needs to be released. I got so, locked up at 17 years old. What was my, you know, where was my respite? You get me? Like, where was it? You know what I mean? Like, in my... Yeah, and it's not like the gun just went off accidentally. It's not yeah, like, like this was like, calculated. This was premeditated. Like he grabbed a gun to defend property that wasn't even his own. Mm-hmm. Right. So he came, you know, we think about like, you know, we are we all been in court. He came with the intentions to do harm. He grabbed a weapon, he carried it across state lines, he loaded it, he cocked it, he did all that at a protest, right? He could have had rubber bullets, he could have had pepper bullets. I don't know what other type of bullets people have that aren't, you know, uh, lethal, but he could have had those and he cho- he chose not to, right? So he cho- he chose to use the most extreme type of force to, pro- to protect mm, the property mm. that wasn't even his own. And so what I am looking forward to seeing is whether or not there is actual communication between the police departments and what other organization uh, did this counter protest because if there are people who aren't business owners working with police that is kind of multiple felonies that's like terrorism like if you out here telling white people to come be vigilantes that's illegal on so many fronts so that's what Mm -hmm. I would like to see um, up at these upcoming, you know, hearings, is what were what were people sanctioned? Were people deputized? Did the police give these white militias um, the permission to do what you know Kyle was doing? That's what I'm very interested in seeing because I don't think people Kyle. There'll be there are thousands of Kyles that happen every year. He'll go, but what I'm interested to see is what is going on. Um, with these police departments, and if there are act, if there's actually concrete proof that they are partnering with these white supremacist organizations to enact violence against black and brown folks. Yeah, you know that's a, that's a great point. I think like, um, that, and that's you know information that we should be looking at. Like, who invited him? Like, who organized? Yeah. Him? But that's something that I never really have heard yet. Like, somebody had to have organized this. Who were that? Who was that person? You know what I'm saying? That organized it. You know, um, and then like you said, we saw. The police giving them water. We saw the police interact with them. So did the police know the organizers? Did they have prior knowledge of, of this happening? Um, and then, you know, we saw the police just actually, like, allow Kyle Wittenhouse to just, just walk right past them. So it actually looks like it was some type of collaboration on the police department's part. And so I think those are all, like, great, excellent points um, um, that we need to know. And then it go also goes back to, I know, a lot of this organizing uh, takes place on places like Facebook. And, you know, yeah. Facebook has come under scrutiny recently for, you know, allowing Trump to just say a bunch of lies on Facebook. You know, they didn't they didn't want to de-platform Steve Bannon, you know, one of Trump's boys, after he actually suggested that Fauci and the, the FBI dude should be beheaded. You know what I'm saying? Like, be, he actually suggested they be beheaded. That's barbarism. Ed's place. And it, it's wild to me, you know, and, and, and Miracle, because, like, specifically, like, they said, you know, and there was this, you know, um, and I might look for that clip. There was just a, a, a Christian preacher, a white Christian preacher that was talking about, you know, Black Lives Matter being the Antichrist. I don't know if you saw that clip, Miracle. Nah, that's wild. And, and, and Black Lives Matter, you know, being terrorist organizations, you know, a terrorist organization, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, 
Here is like actual terrorism. And this is what's wild. Like if this was a Black Lives Matter protester that did this and Black Lives Matter organized and we raped bail person out of jail, I mean, I mean, it would be like, like the Justice Department, the Fed would come in. It would be like, who raised this money? What, what happened? How dare you all align yourself with murderers? But like white people can do this, raise this money, put this, you know, put this dude as a, as a sponsor of some coffee that no one's probably going to drink anyway, but they can do this and it's not like, it doesn't stick to them. You know, they can do this and they can kind of go on with their regular lives and they're never like talked about like, oh, you supported murder, you know, you you uh, collaborated with murderers. They're never called terrorists in that, in that line, you know what I'm saying? When Jay-Z and Beyonce were bailing out the people from Baltimore. Excellent you know, point. Yeah, they, they were, you know, these, these were protesters. They didn't hurt anybody. You know, they didn't do anything. A lot of these people were just caught and, you know, uh, snatched up to be at the right, you know, right place at the wrong time, basically, in the eyes of the police. And the slander and the vitriol that was thrown at Jay-Z and Beyonce on morning television, on morning talk shows was outlandish. And it was, you know, yeah. just so it was just so unwarranted. The fact that they were trying to help people um, that couldn't seek legal counsel. They sought those two out specifically and they did it in private. So the fact that these, you know, kind of like you just said, these quote unquote innocuous white people that have all these different financial endeavors and all these different things, be, you know, they, they, they get to just walk away free after, you know, just allowing themselves to basically financially sponsor a murderer. That's yeah. what it is. Like, you know, you just financially sponsored, you fiscally sponsored a murderer. And, you know, there's there's no harm, no foul. In the eyes of the, in the court of the public opinion, it's like, no, nah, you did a good job. You did your civic duty. You did your good Christian deed for the day. It was like tithing, like, you know, may God forgive you or may God be with you, something, whatever they say. But I don't know. The shit is just like, the more we chat about it, especially when you talk about Khalif Browder and like his tragic story, um, it's just, it's very maddening, man. You, you get me? It's very difficult to stomach. And, and right now it's just like, yeah, bro, it just doesn't do me well to talk about this shit no more. So. Fuck that man. Yeah, this I feel like this is starting to like reveal a layer of white privilege in a sense. You know what I'm saying because it's like when I when I look at this, I see that's security. That's a different type of security. Right. You know what I'm saying you can put your money, time, and effort into hiring who potentially became a killer and get no scrutiny. Have him kind of like take the fall for everything that happened. And no one's talking about you, the person who paid him to come or offered to pay him to come. You know what I'm saying? And I that's the security that like we're lacking. deal or something. Type shit. Uh, like, you I, know. I, I think it's just very important. But um, we also talk, think about when we're talking about fundraising, how people who, when the FBI was quote unquote investigating 9 11, how they froze the bank accounts of people mm-hmm. um, who. Mm-hmm. who, who um, I think it was it is it do it who were like literally just tithing to their local to the uh, masjid, yeah, just paying you know, the and mosque and and saying that you know they were funding terrorists. They had to freeze their bank accounts because just to make sure part of this investigation. And yet we have people literally saying we need to take up arms because they believe these false flags about this election, and nobody's doing anything about it and it's just like to it's like you're just sitting in awe and like okay this is how the government can work when it chooses white supremacy will never let you down that's one thing i noticed like white supremacy will never underestimate itself it will always rise to the occasion to be 
everything and more it could possibly be in all instances. Mm-hmm. They still blow it. I was like, what? For real? Like a whole murder? Like, not the thing is, he's not even sorry, right? So, like, when we yeah, get, yeah, yeah, he's smiling. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I never meant to hurt. I am just like, I can't sleep at night just thinking that you may have been uncomfortable. This this guy is unrepentant. Like, I don't care the pe- person died. Like, there's nothing. And it's just like shocking that elected officials are saying he should run. He's the future of the Republican Party. And it's just like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's on one hand, it's shocking. And I mean, you know, his own mom was saying like, you know. Um, he shouldn't have been there. Well, that's who shouldn't even been there. It's their fault. Like, they shouldn't have been there. You know, and she was kind of blaming the police as well. So, I mean, but I mean, it is, I mean, this is what, this is what the Republican Party is. Since It's like, yo, man, we, you know, white dudes with guns. And I mean, we seen the, whatever the white couple was outside of their house with guns and they got invited to the Republican National Convention. And so like how holding guns, threatening people, shooting people, like that's kind of their MO, you know what I'm saying? It was, by the way, it was um, Paula White, was the preacher who um, who basically? Is she, she busy hailing uh, angels from Africa to be even talking about Black Lives Matter? Like, man, you know the the, the Lord's work is never done. And her church is predominantly black, so I need black people to like leave her alone. Like, stop buying her sermons. Stop going to her church. She is not for you. Like, what are y'all thinking? Leave leave this woman and her foolishness alone. Like, no. Not- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think that, but that's the thing. And like, but you don't got no smoke for Kyle Rittenhouse. You're like, you don't, you don't have, um, you know, no smoke for like an actual murderer, but you got smoke for people that want to protest. Like we're out in the street here simply just protesting murder. Um, and that's what's so, so wild about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Let's move forward, please. Cause I'm starting to get irritated. Okay, what, what what are we talking about next, man? What's what's next? Anything, but let, let's talk about let's talk about Matt Stafford's wife, man, because you uh, know yeah, this, this, sure. this is this is since Treble brought up you know white privilege, it's like how how privileged of a life do you live when putting on a mask is indicative of all the oppression in the world? Like that's the end of the world for you is wearing a mask, right? I get it. Like no, listen. I love, I live to work out, man. I have to wear a mask in my gym, which is two stories underground now and poorly ventilated. That irritates me. But you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to fucking do it. You know why? Because I got to get my shit done and I don't want no one else to die or nothing like that. It's not yeah, a big inconvenience for me. For your own health, too. It's like, that's it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then, but now it's a dictatorship because people have to come outside with masks. Like, yo, come on. Like, how privileged of your life so is that- it? Let's put it in perspective for those that don't know. Um, Kelly Stratford is, a, is the wife of a quarterback for the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. This is his wife. And the governor of Michigan, you know, was trying to put, you know, laws in place so people could live. I mean, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, you know, and so, you know, trying to put like mask mandates, social distance mandates, you know. Similar to what happened here in Pennsylvania, but you know we can't even do that in Pennsylvania no more because white supremacy is so crazy that just like asking somebody, "Hey, 
the day before Thanksgiving, maybe don't go to a bar the day before Thanksgiving because more than likely your ass is then going to take yourself around your elderly family members and infect everybody. Like, but that's like something. If they die, they die. Isn't, isn't that what they say? If they die, they die. I didn't they even say, know. They live their life. Okay. I didn't even know the day before Thanksgiving was a hot, like a bar thing. Like until Miracle told me today, I had no idea. Like yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know either. And it's like, like, I missed that memo. But, like, if you're going to go to the club, hey, go to the club and then go quarantine your ass. Don't go to the club and then the day before you're going to get around 20 elderly black people. <laughs> what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Or 20 elderly white people, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's what but, I'm saying. Like, yo, listen, COVID cause is bringing all types of hospital beds this year. It's going to be Coco COVID for all holiday season. Hey, do you have the um the the, the clip, um, John, of, of Kelly Stratford? Uh, and this is our Karen of the Week. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I guess Paula White could probably be the Karen of the Week too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see what Kelly has to say. Oh, Ginger just dropped a bomb. Yeah, that's a fact. Very blunt. I'm so over it. I'm over living in a dictatorship that we call Michigan. Oh, are you now? I understand there's a pandemic. And I understand it's very I'm scared of it too. If you are at risk, do yeah. not leave your house until there's a vaccine. But shutting down all these small businesses, things that people have worked their life for, shutting them down again is not the answer. You want your life to marry a football player. So once we are able to leave our house, once this dictatorship decides to let us have some freedom, there will be nothing left. I'm just over it. I see all these people... And it brings me, like, to tears. I, believe me, I know there's people out there that are stating, that's really ignorant of you. How could you say that? Listen, I know not everybody's going to agree with me. Not everybody's going to agree with my every move I make. That's life, okay? We state our opinion. I feel for these small businesses. No, I feel you don't. for. Why is that the argument now? That's the hot take. COVID or, the, or the hospitals. I do, but this is my opinion. I do not feel like I like, I do not like living in a place where they tell me what I can and cannot do. I live once. And, and this is somebody. Oh, yeah. I, 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 this is literally, <laughs> like, people are literally out here yodeling. That's where we are. But I want to point out that none of these businesses would have to think about, do I open to a global pandemic or do I shudder if our federal government had actually done its job? If officials had actually done their job and came up with a safety plan back in January, February, March, April, you know, all those spring months. That is why we are in this situation. Our elected officials miscommunicated about the pandemic, refused because we were in election year to pass necessary stimulus packages to support yep. our, our our businesses, our frontline workers. Well, and, well, now, and now we're here. It's like we, we're running out of beds. We're running out of medication. People can't travel. And it's like, okay, you know what? Just go out and realize you're going to be dead in three weeks. Like it, okay. it's, just, it's just a cluster and it's very Americanized and very Westernized that we say this is a dictatorship when most people who went on lockdown 
weren't able to go go outside to exercise, to go grocery shopping. They were in their house 24-7 in Italy and, and different places. So we yep. have to be very aware of the words that we're using, but also we have to channel our frustrations with the people in power because they are the ones who failed. And that is the interesting part because there was a stimulus miracle, but it was for Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The stimulus was not for small businesses. The stimulus was not for, and you know, because remember, look at the who got, remember Ruth Chris and all of these giant corporations were getting PPE. You know what I'm saying? You know, and so there was a stimulus. The stimulus was for Wall Street. Remember, they put trillions of dollars into Wall Street. Ironically, yeah. Wall Street, the um, the Dow Jones just crossed thirty thousand dollars for the first time, and that's why. When you look at who's benefiting in this pandemic, it's all of these huge major businesses: Amazon, Nike. You know what I'm saying? They like listed all of these huge corporations have gone up by the billions, but the small business owners are suffering and that's because you elected this quote unquote we got a businessman for our president and when they, what did this businessman do he, he he realized in january that covid was something that was gonna harm this country he told it to bob woodward though this is some really dangerous stuff but he went out and told y'all that it was nothing to worry about that it was gonna go away in the spring that it was all good and y'all trusted this con man you know what I'm saying? And look at where we're at now. 250,000 people there. Y'all trusted this quote-unquote businessman. And look at what he did. You know what I'm saying? And so, businessman. <laughs> and now he, 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 remember, he didn't want to trust the scientists or the medicine. He ran this like a business. He didn't want to have PPE and look where we're at. You know what I'm saying? So, like, those small businesses, those people that y'all, and then, you know, because a lot of these folks went out and re-voted for Trump again. Like, so goddamn, like, what is wrong with y'all? I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and down the bottom, and I want to put one, one thing that people don't realize is these big businesses, they, because they were over like 100 employees, you could not be one of these people who, who are eligible to stay home. So the PA Cares Act, all these family leaves act, all this stuff, if you work for a major corporation, you were forced to go to work. Right. And if you didn't show up to work, not only were you fired, you were automatically ineligible for any type of social service benefit. So what we're talking about big business and we're talking about people going out and having to work. Some people literally have to work or they're going to be homeless without health care, child care and support because they that they there are exemptions in these rules that say if you work for a corporation, you can't you can't stay home. Number one. Number two, whether it's the the local government, the state government, the federal government, they all failed. All of them have failed. Mayors, city council, county council, uh, state legislators all across this country. Um, have failed the American people. All of this them. makes absolutely no Canada. I think with some of the people from the me not me out. Canada gives people like two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, um, two thousand a month, and then loan forgiveness, and yeah. New Zealand gave I think like a fifteen hundred dollars a month, not one time, like a month, right? Yeah. All of these other nations said, you know what? We're going to support our people. We're going to support innovation. We're going to do what we have to do. And then we'll go back to business. That is why they're able to go on and not facing a homeless crisis. They're not right. facing a housing crisis. They're not facing no. the debt rising that's literally going to uh, strangle generations for the next for the next few generations. And we really have to hold all of our elected officials, Democrat, Republican, progressive, they all failed. 
All of them. I mean, but I mean, and then, and then not only that, I mean, you had this, I think it was today or yesterday, where the Secretary of Treasury, um, uh, Muchin, I think that's his name. I don't know what the, the right. He actually gave back like, like, like it was like $450 billion that came from the CARES Act. He actually gave it back. Like, no, nah, we didn't even spend this. We don't give this back. Mm-hmm. Well, people got one, just like you said, a one time $1,500, $1,300 payment. And that was like, hey, folks, $1,200. I mean, come on, man. And so, like, at this point, if you're, I mean, you know, if, 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 if you're on some, like, you know, you want to, you want to cake for any of these politicians. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that's on you because just like Miracle said, they've all failed us. You know what I'm saying? They've all failed us either being too too weak, mostly, and they're all being too weak and emboldened mm-hmm. through corporations and what and what corporations and what. And, but and this is like, I mean, we could get into this is the failure of capitalism. This is, I mean, this is what it is. I mean, this is what we're dealing with. When did you know? I just want to know when the hot take became to start caring about local businesses. First, when the mask came out, it was like, "Oh, I can't breathe in carbon monoxide because it's going <laughs> to kill me." And then it was, "Oh, I can't wear this mask because you know it, it obstructs my airway and it makes my face itch and I have <laughs> asthma." And now the hot take is, you all of a sudden care about small businesses. Now it's all of a sudden, ethos, bro. They need an argument that people are going to feel. You know what I'm saying? They have. To, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like they know at this point. It's like you know, you. It's like. You can tell when someone only read half the page and they walked into an argument. I mean, That's how they feel right now. It's the same. Like these businesses are closing, and and now we're we're really just decimating what was left of the middle class. So now yeah. you're gonna have to, you're gonna have you have to be able to blame somebody for what happened. And so what this administration, specifically in Pennsylvania, we have a Republican legislator and a, and, a, and a Democrat governor. They could have passed that. They didn't pass the money. So our money went back to the federal government and the federal government was like, thank you, on to the next, right? Yeah. And it's like, we keep getting left out because people want to play politics with our lives. That's absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the same logic for Ruth that says like, you know, when, when that was like, yo, I'm running for this seat. Go please vote for me by mail. And then you lost, and it's like, oh, let's invalidate all mail-in ballots. But you told right. us to vote by mail. You won your Republican seat, but you know, because Trump didn't win, now you want to invalidate everybody. I mean, Nick, but you want to talk about democracy, and you want to talk about America first. And I mean, and so it, it, it is so much um, hypocrisy that it, it just starts to, it's like, you, you almost feel like, Remember that movie They Live and the nigga put the sunglasses on and he could see like the aliens and shit? Yeah, and yeah, of, that's one of my favorite films, like, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, am I the only one that sees this ridiculousness? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is it is it just me? Like, this is crazy. I, I guess, is that why you got your shades on, bro? You got your... Listen, I'm glad you've made the connection. Now you know. <laughs> but yo, allow that because if they come looking at me for answers, bro, I'm coming to you first. Like, yo, you sound like the ops right now, my nigga. <laughs> so we did want to have, I know it's like, we're like, we did talk a lot, but we did want to have a conversation. Well, we want to have two conversations. Two of them. Um, mm-hmm. And, and that, that I feel like we got to have. So what do we want to have? Do we want to have this? Uh, let me, because let me, I, I propose I proposed this last week. Let me go. Let me, let me, let me have, have my mix right here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so this is, I want to get this off my chest. Okay, 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 okay. Thanksgiving. Is it the most racist American holiday? I put this poll up on my Instagram. Right now, I think it's like 80% yes, mm-hmm. 20% no. <laughs> okay. Right? And someone told me, and this is, is a hot take, but I like it. 
someone told me, no, the 4th of July is the most racist. I was like, mm, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. But you see, I mean, you see what's on my hat. You get me? You see what's right there. So, you know, our, our, our Thanksgiving holiday is 10 October. It's like, you know, October. But still, it's the same thing. It's the Man, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter what country it's in. So, so, no, so the 4th of July is what people would say. And yes, the 4th of July is racist because we was enslaved, like when everybody was talking about celebrating yeah, yeah, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was racist. But we, we want you lot to fuck up your dinners tomorrow. If anybody's actually being bold enough and irresponsible <laughs> enough to eat your dinner in person, mm-hmm. have this conversation. Columbus Day? Columbus Day? Columbus Day? Columbus Day? What about, what about what about St. Patrick's Day or, or Cinco de Mayo? Those are culturally they're all appropriated. Racist. They're, they're all racist. racist. Um, there's a really... But is Thanksgiving the most racist miracle? I think the colonizer Christmas. As so, I forgot who said that. That's my colonizer Christmas. The colonizer Christmas mm-hmm. is one of the most, if not the most racist holiday because we're literally celebrating the ongoing genocide of the indigenous and native people. Is this, is this your friend? Jasiri, is this one of your friends? I, I don't know who this dude is. I don't know who Orlando Owen... Boy, bro, shut up. No, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I would bet, I would bet $10,000 that Orlando Owens is a white person that has a black avatar. I would bet you $10,000. Oh, shit. I'm saying it is a racist day. And it's, it is racist, additionally. Why do we call all the people... But we only love Democrats. I don't get it. But yeah. um, the colonizer yeah. Christmas is a racist holiday, one of the most racist places because the ongoing genocide that we ignore. And we we package it as it says day to be thankful. And so it reflects the insidiousness of white supremacy that it's just, oh, it's a good day to just eat food and fellowship with your friends. Meanwhile, we look at what's going on in the reservations all across you know North yeah. America. Uh, looking mm. at the murdered and missing women along the North American border between us and Canada, mm. um, how we, you know, we're literally still, still stealing land in 2020, still poisoning land in 2020. That's what makes it so racist is that there is not an awakening. We know about July 4th. We have the whole July. You celebrate July 4th, but you didn't celebrate Juneteenth. You know, for Christmas, we had, you mm. know, all of the different, you know, religious people fighting on Christmas. We have an awareness about all these different holidays, but some reason like Thanksgiving, we pretend and we still go back like we're like third graders talking about like how colonialism wasn't a thing. Like it was just people coming over on a boat, you know, and Happily, it came and had some turkey with some people. They didn't bring smallpox. You didn't I, if I'm if I'm mistaken, please correct me as someone who, you know, didn't you murder like four hundred and forty people on the day of Thanksgiving? Like isn't that what the actual celebration is? Is that there were, there was a genocide that took place? And that the remainder celebrated. To colonize. Yeah, the, I mean, the remaining the remaining people celebrated with a feast. It was like Vikings. Like that's what yeah, you celebrate. I, I don't. I don't know. That might be some whole temporary. I, I've never heard. Yeah, that. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> that's I, what I, guys yeah. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I don't. I don't know. Don't Doctor Umar me, bro. I'm not. What Doctor Umar eat on Thanksgiving, by the way? Yeah, what does Doctor Umar eat? On you don't celebrate the white people's holiday. What are you talking about? I mean, so but I, I see him all the time asking for barbecue chicken and mac and cheese. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. I just wonder if like he's going to someone's house today, I think, tomorrow. I think, like, mm. like miracle said, like, oh so Jesus I would Christ. Argue, 
I, so I would. I mean, to me, Christmas is also super racist because I mean, you know, you got a white dude here. You know, like we gotta ask for presents from this fat white guy that lives in the North Pole, mm. and he gonna come to the hood and he go. Not the parents. Like, Canadian. The parents ain't gonna work and give you the gifts. You know what I'm saying? A white dude, and then you got you know little baby white Jesus. You know somehow. You know, he's in the midst of all these brown people and wherever he is, you know what I'm saying? But 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 little white Jesus, you know, his birthday and you know, so like that that you know, uh, to me, that's also racist. And we also were talking about like, you know, and I, I don't know if this is just in Holland, but along with Christmas, Black Peter. You mm. don't have Santa Claus, but you have Black Pete that's a part of the Christmas celebration. Do you have our Black Pete video? Um, John, so we can talk about see that. So I'm, I'm I'm repping for Christmas being more racist, possibly more racist than Thanksgiving. I don't got time for this. See, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo is pretty bad. Like Cinco oh, de Mayo, Mexicans don't even celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it's how white people. It's like, and and it's really similar to us. It's like, um, um. Um, it should be, um, but you know, it's just like, it's just funny. It's just weird. I think that it's like finding out the true origin of all the Disney stories that you grew up. Oh yeah. Snow White is wild. You know? Snow White is super wild. <laughs> like being like, oh my gosh, that's like, Mar- Ariel like killed her. Like it's just bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we get, and we get, we grow up and we see all this anger all this hatred, all this supremacy that is behind so many of our customs. So I understand why people get like, like we can't have Thanksgiving, we can't have a holiday. I understand it, but like, no, you can't because everything is so racist. And it's you know, like supremacy is so insidious that like every holiday that we celebrate is going to be like whitewashed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like. Just like single de Mayo, you hate Mexicans, you want them out of the country. But you want your tacos <laughs> and you want your sombrero and you want your tequila. You want your, you want your See, I was Pentecostal and I wasn't allowed to celebrate any of the devil's holidays. So Halloween. Like, Halloween, you're gonna put your black face on, you're gonna mm-hmm. dress up as culturally inappropriate. You know, you had white dudes dressing up like Trey Bond and all types of I mean. You know, just outrageously wild stuff. This is Black Pete. This is our boy Trevor Noah. And we don't, we don't own this. We don't own this video. Yeah, if you try to shut us down, Facebook, we don't own this. Brace themselves for stories about white people who want to be way more tan than they should be. But as we've learned recently, other countries in the world also deal with blackface and brownface scandals. I mean, just recently, Canada learned that they've already elected their first prime minister of color. They just didn't know. Netherlands is once again embroiled in their own blackface debate around Santa's Dutch magical helper, Black Pete. Anti-racism campaigners held protests throughout Holland on Saturday as the Dutch celebrated the arrival of St. Nicholas and his traditional yet controversial companion, Black Pete. Black Pete is usually portrayed by white people in black face paint, wearing frizzy wigs and red lipstick. It is criticized for being racist. We think that Sinterklaas is a party for the people and that it should stay the way it is. This is we, are here. we want Schwarte Pete to stay black. This should not be a political affair. But just a nice party for all the people. Somebody should just grab that not that Netherlands. Yo, like, <laughs> I mean, 
First That's off, Orlando, or, yo, a man like Orlando, I hope you're, I hope you're watering that high horse you rode in on, because he looks oh, thirsty. Shit. Orlando, you know, real you're, Orlando, you're going to have to take a selfie right now and sit in the Take a selfie with a spoon and a, and a fez on your hat. Ah, shit. Put a fez on your head and take a picture with a spoon, and I'll allow it, bro. Yes, I'll allow yes. it. Get me. Right, 100 on the paper. Because you got a bad <laughs> in it. Like, all I'm gonna yeah. say is, if you don't like don't the show, bro, me. just log off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I told you to be here, my nigga. No, bro, bro, I told you to be here. No, hold on, don't derail the show. Listen, I want the troll. Get my fans. Did Cardi not tell you anything? Bring on the trolls. We want the trolls. Shout out to Milwaukee. We know, like you know, we got. I got. I got mad people in Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? I just I got a lot of Somalian friends out there, in it. Yeah, I just. I, 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 I just feel like just wearing the series cousins. Like, <laughs> what Usually it is. Usually it is. Bro. Yeah, man. The Siri friends bring all the smoke into the comment section. I be texting this man like, "Yo, why wrong with the voice man right there?" Like, yo, seriously, like, yeah, you gonna have to, go. have to text me. You know, Orlando, we the man. Write one hood on the sheet of paper. Take the yeah, man. Spin yeah, around. Three times. I'm not gonna believe. I can Google HBCUs too, my brother. I don't. I don't believe you. you know what I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna be dead about it. I'm just mad. He came with us like, "Oh, you love Democrats." It's like, how? When did we ever say any of that? You obviously don't watch the show. Because we, I mean, we, we, we are critical of our Democratic mayor, city council people all the time. So obviously, you don't watch the show. But I mean, you know, you can go with your narrative. But or or, or Orlando, like, what's the most racist holiday? Do you want to answer that? You know I saying? welcome debate. Nigga, I want you to get the fuck out my comment section, nigga. That's I'm telling you, now you understand what the black woman be going through when y'all men and y'all stop. I welcome the break. Patriarchy. So speaking, speaking of black women, let's have this conversation, Miracle, because you Wait, brought, you brought this to our pre-production meeting, mm-hmm. and it was around the whole thing around Dave Chappelle. So for those that don't know, Dave Chappelle came out with a joint on Instagram yesterday. And it wasn't even like he was kicking jokes. Dave Chappelle was telling stories. And the main thing he wanted us to know was that he's not getting paid for the Chappelle show being streamed. So he actually went to Netflix. They took it off of Netflix. And, you know, he he's telling us, don't go on HBO Max or any of these other properties that Viacom owns because they own Comedy Central and stream the Chappelle show. You and of course, you know, so everybody, everybody was coming out sharing Dave Chappelle. Everybody was coming out, you know, with the with the meme like "Don't stream the Chappelle show." There was almost I didn't see any pushback to Dave Chappelle's comments. It was he was universally embraced by the black community, and you had an issue with that miracle. I first of all, you listen, the frame oh, that you were trying to get people to <laughs> smoke at me, I see it. However, what I was saying is just a few mere few weeks ago, y'all were telling Megan the Stallion, could she read when she was trying to sue talking about how um the imbalance of power impacted her contract. True. All of these black women who've been out here fighting for money, talking about equal pay for equal work, y'all had no problem telling us, well, we you just should have just negotiated better. You should have just leaned in and did all this. But here come Dave Chappelle talking about he got a messed up contract that he read, that he was fully aware of the terms and conditions, and, and now he wants to go back and renegotiate, and y'all are all 
fight for him. Pay this black man. Yes, black man. Pay it to the white people. I just wanted to point out, not only did he not ask, you know, Netflix to pay our sister Monique, you know, her just due. Not only... We don't know that. We don't know. Maybe he did. Did he say it? In his never, I've never heard him publicly defend Monique at all. So that is quite a possibility. So like I was saying. Yes, go ahead, Miracle. And none of y'all talk, told Dave Chappelle why didn't he read his contract? Why didn't he, you know, um, can he read? Uh, he, should, he should do his work and he should be happy that, you know, people know who he is. None of y'all told him that. And I just found it very peculiar how the same situation between Monique, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi, the City Girls, all of these women who've been in the entertainment industry who've been talking about these corporations and these contracts, how how y'all just pick and choose who to pay for. That's what I was saying. You know, should Dave get his money? Possibly. You know, I don't know if he got royalties, but I will say pay black artists, pay black people. Orlando, you could just ask us to invite you on. Man, I love like Orlando just having his own show. <laughs> but he's having a conversation with like yo, he's the type of nigga that will will DM a woman and have a whole conversation with himself in the inbox. It's like my God, like, yo, he women don't want a good guy. Orlando don't give a damn what we talk about. He just having his own show. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what are you plugging, bro? Like, what are you plugging? Randomly, like, yo, what, are you selling us oil or incense or something? You know, and like, Wookie over here, Wookie still owes me food for coming at me sideways four shows ago. I ain't forgot Wookie. No, but, but I don't really shit to me, nigga. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to get off of get Orlando. It's kind of funny. That's all. You know, I like the funniness, the white supremacy. Sometimes you know, clouds y'all's judgment, and you know, that's all. No, but but you have a great no. You made a great point, Miracle, because just like you said, Monique. Monique been out here. Monique been out here, you know, when they was trying to make Monique go on all of these press runs, you know what I'm saying? And Monique was out here like, look, you know, we're, you know, we're not getting paid for this. You know what I'm saying? I should be getting money for this. I didn't get paid a lot for this movie. And a lot of people was like, Monique don't know how to play the game. You know what I'm saying? Monique, you know, has a bad personality. She's hard to work with. We let Lee Daniels blackball Monique and do like, 50 other terrible movies. You know, I'm not a big fan of dudes movie door shows. I'm just be honest with you. You know what I'm okay, saying? Damon. Okay, Damon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Damon. <laughs> not now, Damon. <laughs> but, but we let, I'll, we, get, I'll get your money, Damon. <laughs> I'm kidding. Right. We seen like Dave, right. Dame Dash had to run up on him because he <laughs> Dame Dash's idea, but that's a whole. But we watched Monique go at Netflix. And it wasn't like Monique was like saying the same thing that Dave Chappelle is saying right now. You know what I'm saying? You're 100% right. However, a lot of people, you know, Charlemagne the God and, and, and folks, you know. Leonard, Leonard. Right, right. Leonard. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had a lot of smoke for Monique. Everybody was just like you said. Oh, she didn't negotiate better. Monique isn't hot. And Monique, when you look at her resume, like, like love or hate Monique, you cannot. She's been in some things. Yeah, she's yeah, she been yeah, around. She had a killer resume. Moment. Yeah, you can't front on it, and it's like, mm-hmm. but people her deaf comedy jam appearance was mad. Right, but look, people I hilarious. Her, when I saw her video, I thought she was like 
kidnapped and was telling people to come save her when she was like caught. Oh wait, boycott Netflix for me. I will say her rollout was wrong, right? A better communication strategy. Um, but yeah, we we were a lot of us, myself included, were really wrong for how we were like, Nick, what are you talking about? But looking at it, yes pay people for their labor, pay people for their work, and stop mm-hmm. telling people, like if Amy Westerface can get paid millions of dollars, Monique can get. And yeah. she is, Amy Schumer is, is one of the most unfortunate. I hate, I have <laughs> such an issue world. with Amy Schumer because she yeah. stole Patrice O'Neill's jokes. Oh, and just like, she, I, yo, I hate her with a passion. But, but she supposedly like supports issues. You know, Amy, if you want to give one of her some money, feel free. <laughs> I'm not a fan of her comedy. I'm gonna just yeah. it, you know she's up there with Lisa Lampanelli for me. Yeah. It's just I, like it's a hard I mean, no. I saw her at the women's march, she seemed like a cool person, but I'm not a fan. But but like you said, like you know, it is wild to see people, you know, particularly black women, you know, step into this space and get hated on. And because we, I mean, I, I was like, come on, Monique, I'm watching Netflix right now. But I, if I'm going to say that to Monique, then like I can't then when Dave Chappelle comes, have that same energy. And I think we really have to examine, starting with myself, like how we treat black women. Oftentimes when black women step into these spaces over mm-hmm, how we mm-hmm. treat so black men or people that we like, although we did kind of. We did kind of shade Kanye when he started putting his contract all over the place. We really didn't care what that nigga had to say. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's be yeah. honest. Let's be honest. Then what, I'm not going to start because y'all hate when I come for y'all's favorite. Again, not that great. But, but I mean, let's really, like, can you say you're the greatest of all time if all you're doing is sampling other people's work? Uh, can we I have mean, conversation? That's all of him. Can problem. we have this conversation? That's not all no, of him. That's it's not, not all started. of him. It is not yeah. all of him. Right? There, I mean, no, 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 no. Anyway, like I was saying, you know, thanks taking. Gucci ain't sampling. Listen, y'all ain't Gucci will come shoot y'all up, so y'all need to be that is true. That is true. Listen, what I will say is there are technicalities that would you know go for Kanye, but I will say the optics just weren't there. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't expect us to care when you showed us how much you don't care Mm. by trying to pull. Black votes to Trump, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so sad. He his fortune on a failed fashion house because he thought that his name carried weight when it didn't. So it's a little bit different. But you know what? I'm not going to go neither here or there because there was some racism that helped that hurt our brother Kanye. What I will say is, you know, systems of capitalism do not pay people, black and brown people, equitably or fairly for their work. And when people raise issues around um, employment. We should see them, hear them, believe them, uh, and trust them enough to do our own research and not jump to conclusions. That's what I'll say. Blah, 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 blah. That was a, that was a good way to close that conversation. You can't you stand because I'll block y'all. Orlando made you take them shades off, Farouk? Like, you just <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like... Orlando made him take his glasses off. You have to look Orlando in his eye. <laughs> like, bro, like... You get me, like, <laughs> boy, my brother. Let's have a, you know, you, you putting your phone up out here for what, bro? No one wants to chat to you in it. Like you in our comments, you came to our show to give your phone number out. 
That's literally the, the same thing. The old man come to the club to have all the women like, listen, I'll buy you a drink. Just take my phone number. It's like it's a prerequisite. It's like no one wants to talk to you, my brother. Like, not yo, no one that. wants to There were no gifts given. very one-sided. You came to the after You came to a black network, Orlando. You came to You can't. Bro, listen. Don't let this light skin thing. Don't let this light skin thing fool you in it. Like, yo, men out here blackity black. You get me? Alan Payne, I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. And I'm blackity black. And I'm black every day of the week, bro. You get me? All right. Don't, yeah. Listen. So Waste man. Waste man. So, so we did want to, um, we did have, I guess we can get to our, we had a Terry Crews. It was Thank Kansas. you, Woogie. Just, you know, it's Kansas always pretty much every week. You know what I'm saying? Like Candace, you already know. Yo, 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 Orlando, take all that smoke to Candace Owens, bro. Take that there. Don't, t- don't bring that here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. I want to go home, man. Let's end this. All right, um, we got to talk about um, what our, uh, you know, and, and we 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 wanted to talk about welcome our, white pages, our white pages being um, something that, that represented like the indigenous community. We definitely want to, you know what I'm saying? Right. You light skin, but still a dark and you know, take the drink. <laughs> um, so we definitely want to, I mean, you know, I, yeah. Like, you I get, welcome debate. You, hopefully you're not getting with your family, but if you're getting with your family, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Um, we should be uplifting, you know, our indigenous folks. So um, a book that I would recommend um, is, um, is a book called Bury My Heart and Wounded Knee. Um, told a lot of powerful history of indigenous people. Did y'all have any other recommendations um, that folks could well, share? Uh, what are we are we chatting about? White pages or just yeah, white pages, white pages, yeah. Just I looking mean, up our indigenous brothers. Just, just for Orlando, man, go read something by Noble Drew Ali. If you in the comments, man, you know if you if you need the, if you need the, the information on the Moorish American sciences and all of that. Go read something by Noble Drew Ali. I mean, he wouldn't know. know if he's a Morris American. I was che- I, I just said that to be facetious. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, and and you, we had a call for act. You had some charities that we wanted to, uh, to drop in the chat. Miracle. Yeah, um, I, I, I will. Um, I will um, post the link. I, I uh, my apologies, I got sidetracked. But again, uh, we're talking right now about it being, you know, things taking. It's also um, the way white supremacy works. Um, National uh, Native Heritage Month. So it's the month where we're supposed to be learning about various um, indigenous communities and cultures. Wait, who's talking? What happened? Oh, Celeste. <laughs> Celeste. What did she say? Celeste is laughing at you on Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love, I love it. Well, hi, Celeste. How are you? Hey. What she say? What she say about me? She said, she said um, "Why are you giving Orlando so much attention?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yo, I'm in a mood today. Like, yo, I'm here. I'm fire today. I'm in a mood today. Is will you know? He will. He will step to you. Um, um, but yeah, so we're, we're going to just post check this, the resume, uh, bro. So yeah, in the links is about various um, indigenous organizations that you can uh, support, uh, particularly now, but throughout throughout the year. And you know, because um, it's also Indigenous People's Month, right? Indigenous. Month. I, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I thought too. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's called it's called National Native, but you know what? It is it, 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 just People's Month, whatever you want to go by. Um, it's fine, but just, you know, we didn't do a land acknowledgement um, for, 
you know, Pittsburgh, mm. but there are a lot of indigenous folks in this region. There Algonquin, Chippewa, Manakatuta, Aliquippa. There's a lot, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah a lot a, of them. There's a story of history, particularly in Pennsylvania, because a lot of the settlement homes and a lot of the places that would steal indigenous children to colonize them and terrorize them were here in Pennsylvania. Um, so there's, there's a history, but also there is a thriving culture, a thriving indigenous culture. People like Frank Juan and others who are, are sharing their music and their art. And so we just want people to go out and support. That's the whole point of like building community and you know, being one hood using you know art and social justice to like amplify our voices. So we put that in the chat. That's our um, you know, action for the week. And just y'all be careful out here because I know y'all about to be partying tonight. And I know y'all gonna be partying tomorrow. Um, so please make sure you wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance. If you can be outside, do the drive by Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Just be careful. Yeah, I just want to know of this panel for everybody, just real quick. There's a poll of us for who like cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce. You make it yourself. Oh my god! Like I a couple years ago, I learned like soak the cranberries and add like you just roll your eyes to see. I have a feeling. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love cranberries. Especially, I'm too hood. If it come out of a can, I might. But if you try to throw some real cranberries in that shit, no, oh, that's the best. Oh my gosh, you got to make it yourself. Real cranberries, yeah. Cranberry, real cranberries with diced up oranges in there. Yeah, that's banging. Good, but you got to add like cinnamon and mm-hmm. yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds crazy, huh? No. Also, for those for those of you who know consume adult beverages, if you soak the cranberries in your favorite you know beverage and then make it so good because you know it doesn't cook out but you know you know things that could happen but it was yeah i like cranberry i don't like turkey by the way really Not i got a turkey cajun turkey from 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 uh, popeyes and it kind of made me go like this then i saw a video of like all the people setting fires trying to trying to deep fry a turkey yeah and man like, you, it's, it's, it's a process like yo my yo my man from puerto rico he does uh Every 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 Thanksgiving, he always deep fries a couple of turkeys and does like a Cajun rub on them. Probably the best, like you know, it's probably the best bird I've ever eaten in my life. It's, it's, yeah, this happens. Yeah, my uncle was cute. He deep fries a turkey. That's the only turkey I can like consider like eating. I'm not a big fan of it. I like. Hey, Doctor Russell, Doctor Russell, I'm glad we're on the same page. Cranberry orange relish, yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. We have in my family the sweet potato casserole, but we call it sweet potato souffle. Hey, Doctor Russell. Sweet potato souffle. Uh, yeah, we have a big head. No, that's not crazy. That no, sounds amazing. Ours. It's so. Uh, I'm with that sweet potato souffle. Okay. I'm with. I, I eat sweet potatoes anyway. You give it to me. Yeah, I, I personally hey. like sweet potatoes raw. I bite them like apples in it. But like mm. you do that. Yeah. King. I to mix mine with the mac and cheese because that's like the unreal combo right there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm sorry. So I can only ask trouble. We'll see. We'll see you lot next week. What you say? We eat chitlins. No, fuck those. Dookie, dookie noodles. I'm good. I only have couple I know y'all put it in pork. <laughs> what you say? That's the intestines of a. I like, do. Like, I do. A very focused question. Like, come on, like, <laughs> like, 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 like
anything, we're going to make it, season it, make it good, make it fresh, make it. But that don't mean that it's good to eat. You know what I'm saying? We take a pig ear and make that shit fresh. That don't mean we should still be eating the pig's ear. Come on, black folks. You are, pig's feet is good and so is chicken feet. But, you know, I'm country. I'm country. And, you oh, know, really? We didn't know. working on me, okay? <laughs> I said, oh, what I can't even say salmon every time. <laughs> the chicken. I can't even say how to say the word correctly, okay? I traumatized so, miracle. I traumatized salmon. Miracle, I love you. I love you. And then please don't come up here chatting about no chicken feet and no chicken. chicken I would, what, I would, I would, a chicken. What does it taste like? A chicken foot? There's no meat on there. It's a what does it taste it's like? It's just skin. It's skin and bone, bro. That's <laughs> all it is. Suck on your finger, and that's oh, what wait, a chicken hold on, hold on, tastes like. Orlando has a poll question. Hold on, I want to say all that. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he literally left. I don't squirrel though. Oh, I don't squirrel. I don't, wait, who I don't eats squirrel? I don't eat roadkill. So like, I have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't eat roadkill. Oh my god, chicken feet are very. Yeah, I can't. I don't know. Chicken's foot. What do you dip it in? What do you put it in? You can deep fry it. You can saute it. Almost like livers. Do you ever eat like the chicken livers? Oh no. Moms was moms was taking us off of there. Moms was trying to make us. Moms wanted me to live. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that we could get. Okay. <laughs> He said, I got adequate love and attention at home. Oh my god, y'all! Not adequate attention, but like, he's like, you know, you know, you're poor. Win, oh, anyway, we just want to say to everybody, please be safe. Crazy out there. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a woman that was having all this black lady that had all of this, you know, these these suffering after COVID. It scared the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? So be careful, be safe, wear your mask, get your hand sanitizer, all of that good stuff. Um, and so have these have these conversations. If you're white and you're gonna be around white family members, like these conversations about white supremacy messed up your Thanksgiving. That's your that's that's your call to action. White folks, you know, Latinx folks that have racist parents, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hold them folks accountable this Thanksgiving. Mess your Thanksgiving up. That's what we're talking about. And even, you know, if you got black, if you got black family that's homophobic and all that, like, you can mess it up for them too. Mm-hmm. Mess up Thanksgiving with the truth. Yeah. yeah. Also, on Friday, what's happening Friday? Orlando ran for who got the block. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! What city you ran Farouk off the block? G checked him. Oh, they started G checking him. What oh, not the G check. For real, what's happening Friday and Saturday? Oh yes, trouble. Well, tomorrow, you know, there's a special Thanksgiving edition of On Tilt. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Julius. Shout out to Mama, Mama, Mama Brown. I think Paul Jubis is going to be on the show. So if you're not doing nothing tomorrow at 12, turn into On Tilt. 
Um, and then on Saturday, tell us what's happening on Saturday, Trouble. Next level slam. You know what I'm saying? November edition. We out here with it. We will be live on Facebook. It will be cracking. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. If you want to participate <laughs> in the Poetry Slam, um, holler at Trouble. We'll put the information out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just follow One Hood Media. We got a lot of good stuff. I might drop our concert. We did a concert uh, Penn State with Penn State Gray Allegheny. Oh, and I was thinking about dropping that on Friday. And I got a song coming out Friday called Rob Jeff Bezos. Um, if you want to hear it, it'll be all on all your DSPs um, Friday. So check that out. Shout out to Black Caesar who produced it, you know, legendary producer. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it, man. Damn, Orlando won. Like, Orlando. <laughs> Damn. We'll see y'all. This has been this week in white supremacy, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. <laughs>